Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 6 of Revelation chapter 20. We're going to be reading verses 5 and 6. But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. We saw in our last study that in verses 4 and 5, God has two groups in view. The souls that were beheaded for the word of God are um, those saved during the church age, the first fruits, and then the rest of the dead, which live not again until the thousand years were finished, are the the great multitude that God saved out of the great tribulation period, which came after the end of the church age, or after Satan's loosing. And then God says this is the first resurrection to... Uh, really, that statement applies to both groups. And he follows that uh, by repeating it in verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. And uh, that applies to everyone that became saved, the first fruits unto God, and the final fruits, that great multitude. They all experience the first resurrection, which is the resurrection of the soul. And it's a resurrection because God says that man was dead in trespasses and sins. Mankind is spiritually dead, dead in their soul existence. And the gospel went forth, and and when um, the word of God came upon one of God's elect that the Lord had predestinated to save, in his own timing, God would use his word to bring life. Remember, the word of God is quick, it's alive and powerful. And and so God would um, sprinkle his word, or his word would be sown upon the hearts of a spiritually dead sinner. And again, if it was an elect, at the proper time in that individual's life, God would bless his word and the living word of God would bring life to the soul and the dead soul would rise. There would be a resurrection of the spirit and this happened over the many centuries of the church age and it happened especially during the second part of the Great Tribulation, that little season, and especially that latter rain period of about 17 years, where God saved just scores, tens of millions of people from the nations of the world. They all experience the first resurrection. And 
even though the Bible does not speak of a second resurrection, that is, God does not um, specifically use that kind of language, or, or he does not say, as he does here, there's a first resurrection. We, we don't find any scripture where the Lord speaks of a second resurrection that, uh, and use the word second. But it's implied by the use of the word first. If there's a first, the implication is there's a second. And when we study the whole Bible, we find, well, yes, that is the case. There's the salvation of the soul and there's the completion of God's salvation program uh, by the salvation of the physical body, and that comes at the last day. God will raise up the dead, uh, physically dead, uh, He and, and they will be caught up to be with the Lord and receive their new resurrected spiritual body. But here, the emphasis is upon the first resurrection. That's why uh, it's the souls that are in view that were beheaded. Not their bodies, but their souls. And the rest of the dead also have enjoyed the first resurrection. They became saved. Well, blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. And and that is what it uh, primarily means to be blessed of God. God says in Psalm 133, uh, let me read it. This is really a definition of what it means to be blessed. And when we read the Beatitudes and uh, when Christ is saying, blessed are the poor in spirit and so forth, this is what he has in mind. In Psalm 133, verse 3, the end of the verse, for there Jehovah commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. That's what it is to be blessed. You have received eternal life. You have been born again. You have received a new resurrected soul and God's spirit now indwells you and this is the earnest of the spirit. It's the down payment of God that which is a guarantee that he will complete the work that he began. He will finish your salvation with one day and in all likelihood that day is October 7th, 2015. He will save the body and, and then the individual will be one whole personality and, and they will, um, have then experienced the second resurrection. Well, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Now, either we have part in the first resurrection, or our part is described in Revelation 21 and verse 8, where it says, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So uh, the, those are the options. And of course, it's not our choice. It's God's. Since we're all 
uh, sinners and deserving of God's wrath. And, and, uh, we, we all are subject to the wrath of God except for God's grace and mercy and according to his good pleasure, except for those that he has determined to save and give the, the part of the first resurrection, which guarantees there will be the completion of his salvation program with the second resurrection or our part is in the lake of fire. And God goes on to mention that very thing in Revelation 20, verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection on such the second death hath no power. Now we just read about the second death in Revelation 21, 8. Remember, uh, it said at the end of the verse concerning the fearful and unbelieving and so on, they uh, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now the uh, the phrase, the second death, is only found four times in the Bible and all four times in the book of Revelation. Once, here in Revelation 20, verse 6, on such the second death hath no power. Those that have experienced the first resurrection, if you're saved, the second death cannot harm you. It has no power over you at all. And and then that verse in Revelation 21, 8. Uh, another instance is in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 11, where it says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. And we didn't read it, but um, going back to Revelation 21, in verse 7, the verse before the one we did read, it says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And 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 so God speaks of the one that overcometh will not be hurt of the second death. And, of course, to overcome is by faith. Not our faith, not the sinner's faith that God has saved, but we're saved by the faith of Christ. It is through Christ that any are able to overcome, or that the few, God's elect, are indeed able to overcome. And and because of his faith, his overcoming the world, his victory over death and sin, well, we are delivered. We are spared the lake of fire and brimstone. We're spared the second death. And the only other time in the Bible we read of the second death is in Revelation chapter 20, a little bit further than where we're at. Um, it says from verse 12 of Revelation 20, 
And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. They were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So those are the four places. Our verse, Revelation 20, verse 6. Revelation 20, verse 14. Revelation 21, verse 8. And Revelation 2, verse 11. God speaks of a second death. Well, we we wonder, what is this second death? When exactly does it take place? Because we have already learned that May 21, 2011 began Judgment Day. And is the second death a, a spiritual thing that, that occurred then? Or... Is the second death something that will happen on the last day of this prolonged period of judgment? And and so we wonder, where exactly does the second death fit in? Well, we'll find an answer because there are three main characteristics that God uses to describe the second death that when we look at each one, we're going to find something interesting. And and so that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at three ideas or, or three things that God links to the second death. And uh, we'll take it one by one and we'll see how it fits in God's overall um, judgment program. Let's start with the first characteristic of the second death. And uh, let's go back to Revelation chapter 2 in verse 11. And, and the way we come up with these characteristics is by reading the four places the second death is mentioned and seeing um, the language that God uses to describe it. And here in Revelation 2.11, he says at the end of the verse, He that overcometh shall not be hurt, of the second death. The word hurt is Strong's number 91. And it's a word that's found in some very interesting places. So the one that overcometh is the one who um, has experienced the first resurrection, who has become born again. They're saved. And, and so the second death has no power. It will not hurt them. But, again, the implication is, if you you have not experienced the first resurrection, if you have not become saved, the second death will hurt you. And so let's look and, and see, where else do we find this word hurt? And we find it in Revelation chapter 9. In Revelation 9, a chapter that we've spent a lot of time looking at and and we've seen 
that Revelation 9 is a chapter in which God is describing Judgment Day, and it's a chapter where he speaks of uh, the locusts that bring torment for a period of five months. And we've also learned the five months is a figure to represent the complete duration of Judgment Day, however long that would be. And from other biblical information, we've learned that it's very likely 1,600 days in length. Well, in Revelation 9, in verse 10, it says, and this is speaking of the locusts, and they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men Five months. Now, there we find the word power, which is the same Greek word that's in Revelation 20, verse 6. Um, those that, again, enjoyed the first resurrection, upon which the second death had no power. But here, in Revelation 9, 10, the, the uh, locust that had tails like unto scorpions and stings in their tail, they uh, had power, power to hurt men five months. Well, uh, again, going back to Revelation 2.11, what what did it say? That it said in Revelation 2.11, He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Well, obviously, um, these men that that um, the locusts have power over and are being hurt by the stings in their tails, did not overcome. They did not experience the first resurrection. They are the unsaved, and they will be hurt. They will um, uh, be those that the second death has power over. And and so we see here that this applies to the five months. And what do we know about the five months? It began on May 21, 2011. And again, if we're correct in our understanding, it will conclude on October 7th, 2015. That, that the figure of five months encompasses the whole period of Judgment Day and and the second death is that in which uh, men are hurt during that time. And, and so here's a bit of evidence that is indicating the second death is stretching over the entire prolonged period of Judgment Day because men are hurt over the entire prolonged period of Judgment Day. Well, also... In the same chapter, in Revelation 9, speaking of the 200 million horsemen that uh, represent God's elect that are coming with Christ as the Lord Jesus is judging the world with all of his saints, it says in Revelation 9, beginning in verse 18, By these three was the third part of men killed, by the fire, by the smoke, and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails. 
for their tails were like unto serpents, and had heads, and with them they do hurt. Again, the 200 million are being uh, utilized by God. They're instrumental in bringing hurt to the unsaved in the day of judgment. Uh, this is the hurt that comes uh, with the second death. And, and it is evidence that the second death is happening now and has been happening and will continue to happen until judgment day ends and is completed. Well, this Greek word translated as hurt is also found in Revelation chapter 22. Let's go to Revelation 22, and I think this will be a verse that uh, we've become familiar with, beginning in verse 10. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And the word, the English word translated unjust, is a translation of the Greek word Strong's 91, which is translated as hurt in Revelation 20, verse 6, and in the verses we looked at in Revelation chapter 9. So let's read it um, with that translation, with the English word hurt. He that is hurt, let him be hurt still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And what understanding do we, do we gather from this? Well, God is indicating that, uh, as we've understood, that it's judgment day, that everyone's spiritual condition is fixed, and those that are hurt, the the five months in which men are being hurt, which represents the complete time of the wrath of God, let them be hurt still. That is, there's no remedy. There there is no there's no cure. Uh, there's no healing of their hurt. They will remain hurt. The unsaved will remain unsaved. As a matter of fact. The, the fact that God shut the door of heaven is what has produced their hurt. And that's why they will be hurt still. There can be no change in their spiritual condition. There can be no salvation for them. If there was salvation, well, then it would not be judgment day. It would be some other period of time. But this is the day of the Lord's wrath. It is the time of his fierce anger. And it is a time in which he is hurting the unsaved people of the earth. And they will remain hurt. Well, um, let, let's take a look at a second characteristic of the second death. And that is that God often... Uh, in the four verses that we find, he, I guess I can't say often, but God ties to the second death the lake of fire. Um, we saw this 
in Revelation 20 and uh, verse 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. We saw this in Revelation 21 verse 8, the second part uh, or the last part of the verse. All liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And so that's that's twice that God associates the second death with the lake of fire. And since he only uses it four times, that, that's pretty significant. The two out of the four, uh, he, he relates to the lake of fire. Now we, we read of the lake of fire in Revelation 19 and verse 20. And we discussed this, uh, in our study of that chapter. It says in Revelation 19, 20, um, and the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. We, uh, again, discussed this, and we saw, this is speaking of Satan, he is the beast. He's also the false prophet, but uh, the false prophet is is intimately identified with um, the churches and congregations that were made after the likeness of the beast. They are his emissaries, and God did bundle the tares, which would have been the whole corporate church by the end of the Great Tribulation, for casting into the fire at the very beginning of Judgment Day. So Satan was put down from all official rule. He was deposed from all power. And the church, the corporate church that refused to hearken to God's warnings that come out to depart out of the midst, they were both cast alive because they're still existing into the lake of fire, and and that is the second death. And we saw that this took place on May 21, 2011, and is continuous throughout this period of time of God's wrath. And, and, and so there's a second piece of evidence that indicates the second death, which is the lake of fire, it has already begun. It already started. It it um, began on May 21, 2011, and continues up until today, and will continue until God's judgment is completed. And and so there we see first of all the word hurt identifies with the entire five months. The lake of fire also identifies with the entire period of God's judgment which is typified by the five months. Now, um, when we get together in our next study, we'll look at a third characteristic of the second death that God uh, brings up in a couple of places, and we'll, we'll see also how that fits. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. 
You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.